Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. The streets of Union City to your nighttime radio. Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey No. From 7 till 11. Live, local, and live. Steve Travelis on New Jersey 101.5. Weekday night, Steve's live, local, and live. Call him at 1-800-283-101.5. That is the number, and you should definitely call Steve Travelis. Ah, what a great night we got Monday night. We're just a couple of days away from giving thanks with lots and lots of food. Uh, in the meantime, you and me talking Jersey like we do every week, Monday through Thursday, from 1-800-283-101.5. Tonight we got a man who uh, went on a quest to find the perfect Jersey meet the ball. And he's visited over 30 places and he's going to be calling at about 10 o'clock, so stick around for that. Funny road signs we got to talk about because now uh, the Department of Transportation doesn't like the idea of funny road signs, so we got to go back to driving while bored. Um, driving while drunk, of course, we know is illegal, but what about driving your bicycle while drunk or your scooter while drunk? I had no idea that that wasn't illegal, but apparently it is or isn't, and uh, people are trying to do something about that. Uh, in Hoboken, New Jersey, trying to decide if riding a bike or a scooter while drunk should be illegal. And right now, the state law is not really clear about how it works, uh, driving while intoxicated, if you get on a scooter or uh, you ride your bicycle. And pedestrians in Hoboken uh, think people who are drinking shouldn't get behind the wheel or the handlebars. And this I got from uh, NBC4. We've got a story Eric Scott wrote at NJ1015.com. Uh... This seems rather cut and dry to me. First of all, how could there not be a law uh, driving while intoxicated? Driving while intoxicated, I get it for automobiles uh, because you can kill somebody. I couldn't make the same case for riding a bike drunk or a scooter drunk. You're drunk. You get on the bike. You don't know what the hell you're doing. You ride out in the middle of the traffic. You get killed. Right? You... Right out in the middle of traffic and somebody sees you, swerves around you, and somebody in the car gets killed or they get killed. It's dangerous. Do I have to, is this like, uh, has to be explained? Um, But apparently it's not. And uh, scooters, the same thing. Now, more and more people, especially in Hoboken, you know, one of the most densely populated cities in the world, uh, you know, take out the illegals, 14 people, never mind. Uh, But I mean, if you do that, then more and more people are going to be riding bikes. More and more people, you know, are riding bikes. So now the idea is, okay, well, we're going to go out, we're going to get loaded, we're not going to drive, we're going to take the bike. But if you're impaired, first of all, I don't even know, and I have actually tried to do it, (laughs) ride a bike while you're drunk. Has anyone ever ridden a bike while they were drunk? A scooter while they were drunk? 1-800-283-101.5. How far did you actually get? What happened? Now, I don't know, like, if you're going to be, you know, going legal limit and stuff like that. Cops going to be seeing you riding down the road in the bike. Wait a minute. I don't know about that. 
But should there be a fine? You know, what should happen to someone who rides their bike or scooter while intoxicated? You know, in some cases, they're talking about going after the driver's licenses. Well, I don't agree with that. One has nothing to do with the other. Your driver's license for your car. You don't need a license to ride a bike, you know, or scooter or whatever. You don't need it for that. So, therefore, it should not be interfered with. But if you are, you know, caught riding your bike drunk or uh, a scooter, there should be some kind of a fine involved, I would say. Now, it's got to be a fine enough to get your attention so that you don't do it. Although, like I said, I don't know who could actually do it to begin with, if you, depending on how drunk you are, of course. But, you know, your vision is impaired. Your reflexes are impaired. But how do you feel about this? 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever been in a situation where you got on your bike, you know, or your motor scooter or whatever, and you were loaded, you were intoxicated? Have you ever been hit by someone or, you know, been uh, involved in an accident caused by someone who is driving a, you know, a, a bike, not a motorcycle, a bicycle, or, uh, you know, one of those scooters while intoxicated. As it turns out right now, uh, Vito Gagliardi's Law Revision Commission announced on Thursday they're going to take a closer look at the issue, recommend that state lawmakers do the same. If you decide to drink and you decide that it's safer to ride a bike than drive a car, you're still, are you still violating the law? You can't tell based on what the courts are doing here, and that's part of the problem, says Gagliardi. Now, back in 2019, Hoboken police arrested a man for driving a scooter while intoxicated. Lieutenant Jonathan Mecca said with e-bikes and scooters that can go upwards of 30 miles an hour, driving sober is the only way. When you introduce alcohol into any of those situations, you are putting yourself in harm's way, and you could impact someone else's life. Yeah, I agree. So what should actually happen? one 800 Bill is in Wall on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Bill. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? What are you thinking? Um, what I'm thinking is I'll tell you what I've done. I've been partially impaired, but I'm getting to the point where I'm totally polluted, where I can't ride my bicycle. I ride a mini bike, too. I'm here in uh, New Jersey. Right. You you gotta be you gotta be conscientious and everything else and and be um. So you're saying it's okay to ride the mini bike or ride the bicycle intoxicated? Yeah, as long as you're in control. If you have, but, you, a but you're bike. not in control. How do you know that you're in control? I mean, that's the thing. See, when you get to that slippery slope, then it becomes you don't know when you're not in control because chances are, more often than not, you're going to tell yourself you're in control. Steve, you yes. only have to know if you can stand up. No, I disagree with that. You don't. Again, you you, you you only have to know if you can stand up. So if you could stand up and you're not stumbling, you're okay to drive. He hung up. What do you expect? I wanted on a two eight three one zero one point five. Your thoughts? Should it be illegal to drive a bicycle or uh, you know e bike or scooter while intoxicated? 
1-800-283-101.5. You've been thinking about adding a pet to your family. My friends at Pet Center in Old Bridge know exactly how to match you with the perfect pet. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center puppy, you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market, up-to-date vaccines, five generations of pedigree, and a complete homecoming kit. They have a large selection of small animals, reptiles, birds, and tropical fish. Visit them in the shops at Old Bridge on Route 9 or at PetCenterNJ.com today. Here's fast traffic. Every holiday season, New Jersey 101.5 collects teddy bears for the New Jersey State PBA. We call them Feel Better Bears. You can help NJ police make kids feel better during emergencies with a teddy bear to hug. To find your closest bear drop-off location or buy a bear online, visit our app or at nj1015.com. Thanks to our sponsors, All-American Auto Group, Rob Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage, and Trinity Rehab. This holiday, give a child a Feel Better Bear. And thanks from all of us at New Jersey 101.5. Where we believe there should be laws against riding your bike drunk. There should be laws against riding your uh, motor scooter drunk. And I got a Twitter poll up, and I got uh, 72% agree with me. Mike is in Middletown on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mike, thanks for waiting. Hey, how's it going? I'm just, uh, I, I remember a really great time in my life where I uh, happened to be intoxicated on a bike ride with one of my best friends as right. a kid. And uh, he'd gotten through a breakup, so he's like, "Mike, let's let's go have a drink and then go on a bike ride." So we find ourselves. That's what he said. Yeah, like I was like, I don't know what's wrong with you, but let's do it. <laughs> okay. And so we go to the top of a hill in one of the neighboring neighborhoods we grew up in, and he kind of just stops paying attention and he starts flying down this hill and he slams into a mailbox and I, this guy he mangled. This oh mailbox. my god! Uh huh. What and, about him? Uh, he landed on the ground a little bit. He he just groaned, and then he went about his day. Got on his bike and started riding again. And I'm like, you don't know what you just did. No. You just ruined the family's mailbox. Yeah, you know, lucky he is that he didn't get hurt. Yeah, I I couldn't believe it, and I, I just imagine if there was a car or anything crazy, I I couldn't believe. Well, yeah. How anything transpired. How old were you guys when this happened? Uh, we probably probably just turned 21. Yes, I mean, like, what? yeah, right, if you're drinking. So what if, uh, well, not necessarily, but, like, what if you rode out into traffic? You know, what if you guys are going down a hill and all of a sudden, you know, you don't stop and you keep going into the street? You know, you don't know what the hell can happen. Or if he hit somebody, you know, you go into the street, now somebody swerves to avoid. You don't know. But whenever you get on a moving vehicle of any kind, you need to be in control. For sure. Yeah. All right, Mike. It's craziest because uh, it was it was nighttime, of course. Oh, wow. That's another thing. Now, what about you? How did you, how did you, hand, how did you like work out being loaded and getting on a bike? Uh uh, to be to be totally honest, I don't remember much more than that. <laughs> like, all right, this seems like a good idea. What could possibly go wrong here? I can't even keep my balance on the freaking bike. We didn't. <laughs> there you go. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Matt is in Bucks County on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Matt. Hey, Steve. How we doing? Good. How about you? All right. I was noticing and listening to your conversation on the radio here. All right. Um, I got an incident for you. Tell me. I left one bar 
going to another one to get a ride home. Right. And I was going down the wrong side of the road, and that was the excuse for the officer to pull me over. There was no curbs or sidewalks on the opposite side at the moment. Right. Therefore, I'm going against traffic, and he pulls me over and says, you're driving against traffic. Okay, I'm driving against traffic, but I'm off the road. I'm on a sidewalk and proceeds to try to give me a DUI. Well, then, how can you get a DUI? Because uh, Hold on. Tries to take my bicycle right. and have a tow truck come to impound it, and I said, there's no way. You could take it and put it in the dumpster behind the bar because I didn't even pay $50 for it. I'm not paying $200 a night. <laughs> right. But but I don't. I, see, I, I actually good. went to court. Right. I, I got a public defender, and I actually beat the DUI because I did the right thing by staying off the side of the road, even though I was intoxicated. But if you're driving a bike, then that should have nothing to do with driving a car. That shouldn't affect your license at all. It's a driver's license for cars, not for a bike. Technically, in Pennsylvania or Bucks County, I don't know what it is. Right. But you can get a DUI even if you're riding on a horse. On a horse. You're impaired. That'll be next week's topic. It doesn't matter if you're on a bike or anything. I know that's the law here, and you can technically get a DUI. See, I I have no problem, man. If you're going to get behind the wheel or behind the handlebars or behind the reins of something, you need to be. I mean, don't you think you need to be in full control of what you're doing? I mean, why would you, you know, I don't. it doesn't make sense to want to try to ride drunk. How hard is it for you to ride the bike drunk? Actually, I ride a bike better than walking. No, but I mean when you're drunk. I mean, really, you ride the bike better drunk than if you're walking drunk. Yes, because I know where I'm going. Well, you don't know where you're going when you walk? I know. I've been at it a long time. But what do you on, do for on this subject, you can get a DUI on a bicycle. In Pennsylvania. Right now. All right, Matt. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Was he a courier? 1-800-283-101.5. See, it's what's going on there. New Jersey's considering, from Eric Scott's article, a revision to the state's drunk driving laws to include bicycles, electric bikes, and scooters. Should they be included? I say yes. I mean, I'm surprised that they're not included already. But has anyone got a story? From when you were, uh, you know, on a bike and uh, something happened. You know, first of all, how you can do it. Uh, Katie and Morris Plains, it should be illegal. He's from the app, right? Uh, let's see. In Hillsborough, S says it's already illegal. Uh, what is this? It's al- it already is legal. Uh, I didn't get the last part of that. It's illegal to drink and ride. Intoxication is fine. Disorderly conduct isn't. Well, Again, they want to make it actual that if you're driving in the state of New Jersey and you're on a bike and you're intoxicated, then there's a fine. Or what exactly should there be? The New Jersey Law Revision Commission, whatever the hell that is, the New Jersey Law Revision Commission, that, that's, the, I guess, the Second Chance Society, uh, has begun a study on the level of confusion and may recommend revisions to the legislature. So you tell me, 1-800-283-101.5. I got the Twitter poll up. Should it be illegal to ride a bike or scooter while intoxicated in New Jersey? 1-800-283-101.5. If you have a story 
about riding a bike or scooter while intoxicated in New Jersey. Tell me. Tell me what happened. Tell me how it worked out for you. And uh, what kind of fine should there be? I don't think the driver's license should be affected at all. But I would have no problem with fines. I mean, jail time, depending on what kind of damage you did. But then those are different laws that would cover that. But where are you? 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevely, 730. No, Weather also brought you by New Spine. Dealing with horrible neck and back pain, Dr. Branco at New Spine is ready to help you get back to a better life. Just call 888-4-BRANCO today for a location near you. That's 888-4-B-R-A-N-K-O. Steve Trevely. 1-800-283-101.5. I had no idea that uh, there are no laws against riding a bike intoxicated or riding a scooter intoxicated, but there are no laws. And uh, now they're talking about making laws. Should they make laws? I got a Twitter poll up. Uh, 70% say yes and 29.3% say no. But what do you think about it? 1-800-283-101.5. They at least want to make it happen in Hoboken. New Jersey's considering a revision to the state's drunk driving laws to include bicycles, electric bikes, and scooters. Eric Scott wrote the post at nj1015.com. The way I see it, you do not interfere with the driver's license. It's not about points or anything because uh, you don't need a driver's license to ride a bike or a scooter. But if you are riding intoxicated, should you be, you know, should you be ticketed? Should there be a fine imposed? How much of a fine? Would it be enough of a fine to get you not to do it? You know, and who's going out? The idea that, you know, I'm going to go out, I'm going to save money. Or I'm going to go out, I'm not going to take any chances, you know, driving. So I'm going to take my bike with me. Does anybody go out drinking with their bikes? Does anybody do this? Let's get on my bike. I'm going to go to the bar now. Do you park your bike in front of the bar? How long would it take you to just figure out how to unlock the bike when you get out of the bar, provided you're you're drunk? And have you ever had a situation where you either tried to drive drunk or your friends and, uh, you know, what happened? Or maybe uh, somebody ran into you on a bike driving drunk. Some of these guys on the bikes are amazing. Darting in and out through the city traffic, I would be scared to death. Man, I'd be so afraid as you're going down that line that somebody's going to just open up their door just to ruin your life. And you would do this freaking triple gainer over a couple of cars. But I don't think it could be that way because if you really are impaired, you can't. I don't know. You can't drive that fast, could you? One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. But the way I see it, if you're a danger to yourself and you're a danger to others, then it should be illegal. But what do you think? The New Jersey Law Revision Commission has begun a study on the level of confusion and may recommend revisions to the legislature. Now, in 1985, an appellate court ruled that bicycles were not motor vehicles and New Jersey's DWI laws applied only to engine-powered vehicles. Well, I guess then you got to come up with new, a new set of laws. You know, but is it illegal to, should it be illegal to drive while intoxicated on a non-engine-powered vehicle. 
especially now we have so many people in the city. You know, now we have so many more people riding bikes with the cost of, you know, with the uh, cost of gas prices. People are, if they can get out of driving around, especially in the city, are taking their bikes. Since that ruling, technology has produced a variety of engine-powered vehicles, including electric bikes, battery-powered scooters. Most accept the idea that people should not be operating a scooter or a bike while under the influence, but the legal waters, says Eric, are muddied when looking at how the devices can be treated under existing laws. So what do you think? one 800 1015 Now, the commission will draw upon existing cases from New Jersey's court system as well as how other states have handled the issue in Pennsylvania. Come on up. Pennsylvania, they said that if you're, uh, you can get ticketed. If you're riding your bike on the street in Pennsylvania. Uh, Ryan Bissell, my producer, what are you thinking? See, this is a, this is kind of a tough one for me. Because on one hand, if you're riding a bike to the bar or something, right. that's probably the only transportation you have. So then taking an Uber or something would be out of the question. You right. know? But and you don't ride the bike drunk because well, yeah, you could hurt yourself. You could hurt somebody. Don't ride the bike. That's fair. But like, I would almost rather them drive the, like ride the bike, you know? Like, if that's all they have, I'd almost rather them ride the bike. Cause but how are you going to ride a bike? But you don't want to ride the bike drunk is the, problem, is the point. Hold on. Al's in Hamilton on New Jersey 101.5. Al, what are you thinking? Uh, listen, it, it's a matter of the reason why we have DUI laws is because how much damage you can do to somebody else or other people. And yourself. Yeah, and a vehicle, right. right. But if you're riding the bike and you're drunk, first of all, is this a major problem? Is there, is there thousands of people driving, riding around on their bikes drunk every weekend? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they get a race as we could hold if there were. Okay, go ahead. I'm right. Ready. So how much, you know, so you want to obviously try to protect people from themselves, but it's like a seatbelt law. When you don't wear your seatbelt, you're only putting yourself in, in danger. If you're riding your bike and you're drunk, who are you going to hurt other than yourself? All right, what happens if you ride out into traffic, right? You get on your bike, you're on the street. You get on your bike, I got to go home, and you ride out into the street. Somebody in the street has to avoid you because you're riding out into the street. They go into oncoming traffic. Right, that's and that could that could be a potential, but but anybody. But should but 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 could it happen? I mean, is it that far fetched? Yeah, but couldn't a drunk person walk into the middle street too and do the same thing? I mean, you know, it's the same. It's the same thing. A person who's drunk is responsible for the activities or or the conditions they cause based on their intoxication. So you treat it like a person who walked into the street who was drunk and caused an accident. But the riding of the bike would be different because now you're operating you're, you're 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 operating some kind of a vehicle. You could ride into somebody else. You could ride into a wall. You know, you're riding down the street. You're riding down a bike and a bike intoxicated down a street full of people. Couldn't somebody get hurt? You could bump into them. It would be as bad, right? Right, but I'm saying you want to make a law against it. It's not the same as a. I don't think it's the same penalty as a person. What are you going to do with them? You're going to give them a fine. That's all you're going to do. No, you're going to send them to their room. You're going to no, you're going to, you're going to give them a fine. That's all you really can do. You right, can't you can do give anything them a else. fine. But you know, I know. I just, I just hate it when every time a certain specific situation comes up, we need new laws. We got enough laws. Well, you know, every time something happens, we need a law, another law, another law, another law. You know, let it. Well, you need some kind of a guideline to tell people who are too stupid enough not to do it that you can't do it. That's why you would we have laws for everybody who was stupid. We'd have a, 
we'd have a, the Library of Congress would be filled with nothing but the laws. Well, have you seen the Library of Congress now? What's it filled with? <laughs> for people doing stupid things. There you go. You know? I said stupid law for people doing stupid things. Thanks for the call. 1-800-283-101.5. Does this sound familiar to you? Boy, it took me a long while to get out of bed this morning. Or I certainly can't do the same things I used to do before since I'm in so much pain. Or even I went to the doctor, doctor, and they gave me muscle relaxers and pain pills and told me to follow up in a week. Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed. Same-day appointments. Fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. We're not doing anything but making you feel loopy or drowsy like other places. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. Reliable. New Jersey weather brought to you by David Bradley Chocolate Factory, the perfect addition for your Thanksgiving table in Robbinsville. Come see their abundant supply of chocolate cornucopias, uh, chocolate turkeys, sugar turkeys, and Oreos. And I'm sorry, sugar turkeys on Oreos and graham crackers for a party platter. David Bradley, open on Thanksgiving from 9 to 2. They are amazing. All right, one 1015 The question is, and I got a Twitter poll up, and let me give you the results so far. Uh, basically asking, should it be illegal to ride a bicycle or scooter while intoxicated? one 1015 is the number. Another good point was raised where, uh, you know, you've got people riding bikes on bike lanes in the street. Someone's coming on intoxicated. Another opportunity for an accident to happen. Says Hoboken resident Andrew Marson from the News 4 article. And Eric Scott wrote a post on it as well, which you can see at nj1015.com. They're deciding this, trying to figure out what to do. And in 1982, an appellate court ruled against such a suspension, saying that such action would not deter drunken cycling. Uh, if they suspended the license. I disagree with suspending the license. One has nothing to do with the other. The driver's license is so that you can drive uh, a car. You don't get a license to drive a bike. However, you shouldn't be driving the bike drunk. Katie's in Morris Plains uh, on the app. Alcoholics can't think straight. They don't want to spend the extra money on an Uber, so they're going to ride their electric bikes drunk. I don't know. I mean, who drives, who rides their electric bike to the bar? Who rides their bicycle or electric bike home from the bar? Have you seen this? Is this something like when you're out and about, you go to the bar, you go to your local watering hole, and you see bikes and scooters tied up in the front? And then you see people coming out of the bar a little woozy, getting on them and going home. I mean, is it is it a law that well we have you know there's an overabundance of this happening, therefore we need a law? No. Is this something that the police are going to be on the lookout for? You know, no. Is this something you want to have on the books as a safety precaution, just so that people who are too stupid enough to not to have the common sense to know that you shouldn't be riding a bike drunk would now have a reason? Not to ride the bike drunk. 1-800-283-101.5. You know, we're, um, thanks to the energy crisis, the energy crisis, the the energy expense 
It's not a crisis. They got it. They're just charging us more for it. Uh, more and more people go into the bikes, you know. And if you are too, uh, you know, intoxicated to drive, should you be getting on a bike or should you just call Uber? You know, or, or make the plans before you go out to drink of how you're going to handle yourself or how you're going to handle the situation after you're finished drinking. 1-800-283-101.5. I just, it just seems like such common sense to me. If you're on a bike and, or a scooter and you're impaired, you're intoxicated, you're going to come in contact with people walking in the street on the sidewalk. You could come in contact with moving vehicles if you're in a bike lane. Other bikes, other scooters, etc. And yet, there are people that think this shouldn't be a law. I never, I only realized today that it wasn't. I just took for granted that it was. But what about you? 1-800-283-101.5. It got the Twitter poll up. 103 votes. And 66%. Question, should it be illegal? To ride a bike or scooter while intoxicated. 60, 65% say yes, 35% say no. And I'm figuring out what would be the rationale for not? Right? If, you're, if you could be a danger to someone while you're behind the handlebars of something, you shouldn't be doing it. You know, it should be against the law. You don't want to put someone else in danger. So this report is going to be forwarded from the commission. Uh, that's the New Jersey Revision Commission. We got it wrong. <laughs> the New Jersey Second Chance Society. Uh, to lawmakers at some point next year. And uh, we'll see how, how they handle this. All Jersey, all the time. Thank you for all the information you bring to us. New Jersey 101.5. You- WKXW Trenton. WKXW HD. Yeah, 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 yeah. Steve Trevely is talking to you till 11 o'clock at 1-800-283-101.5. You go to nj1015.com. I've got a list of the major concerts coming in New Jersey so you can get your tickets for uh, your friends and relatives in time for the holidays. You don't do that anymore, I guess. You know, when, when tickets are like $20, $30 a ticket, you buy people tickets. When tickets are hundreds of dollars a ticket or thousands of dollars a ticket, well, those you keep for yourself. Or maybe not. And also, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, you're going to go out for Thanksgiving this weekend. And you're going to go this Thursday. And, um, you know, dinner's not going to taste the same if you're a Giants fan because you're going to watch them, you know, get crushed by the Cowboys after they got crushed by the Lions yesterday uh, in a body bag game that, you know, every time the Giants take the field. I just want, you know, some people, they pray that their team wins or they pray that their team loses. I just want my team to come out healthy at the end of the game with the same amount of healthy guys that took the field to leave the field because they're changing the turf at MetLife Stadium because I don't know what the problem is, but I have never seen players drop like flies the way they do when they play for the New York Giants. Wow. I swear to God, the New York Giants drafting. Oh, good. Let's see who they draft. Let's see them take 11 guys, that, eight of which won't play this year because they'll all be hurt. They just get hurt. They just hurt, you know, they're playing on the field, whatever it is, I don't know. But yesterday, like four players, four major players, 
you know, I'm not going to, I got hurt, won't be able to play this Thursday against the Cowboys. So um, it's nothing that you would expect, you know. Being a Giant fan, you it's one thing, you know, well, the team isn't good. The team isn't good. Can we just at least field the team? <laughs> and then you got this other thing in the NFL where, where they have this thing called the salary cap. Which means, you know, we we can only spend so much money on our players. Each team is limited to how much money they can put out in salary. They're unlimited with how much they can charge you for the ticket, though. Okay. I'd love the Giants group to say, listen, you know, we really don't have enough money to buy players. So we're not going to charge you as much for the tickets. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not going to happen. Um, Wait, so so they, they have, like, they, each team is like, you got $350 million to build a team this year? That's what it is. And then it gets complicated, but but that's you know that's just the way that it is. I had no idea. And you're stuck with it. Yeah. So you got other. Some teams can spend all kinds of money, like the Philadelphia Eagles, and buy players. <laughs> teams like the Giants. Well, I'm sorry, you you've spent all your money. You have to go get this guy from uh, the beer league down the street, and he may be able to step in. But but of course, if he does step in, it'll probably be hurt by the second quarter. You know, because you're Giants, and that's the way it work. But I, I'm not going to continue this. I just. I'm just in one of my bitching moods after watch. I had to watch the game with Doyle yesterday. Not feeling that. And Sam. And uh, they're both diehard Lion fans. And I'm sitting there. I, I who provide the sausage and peppers. I who put the big spread out expecting to see my team win. Only to have to sit there humiliated. That's why another reason why I don't like to go to games. You didn't talk smack beforehand, right? Oh, there was lots of smack talk oh, beforehand. No. But you, you go to the game. And you you know, like, that's why I don't go to the game. Because like, when you're home and a team loses, okay, they lost, you immediately go into something else. When you go to the game, now you got to make that ride of shame all the way home. That's like road trips. Ah, let's go see the Giants playing, blah, blah, blah. No. <laughs> because then it's going to be a long plane ride home. Catch the home game. <laughs> Catch the home game on TV. <laughs> Get the hell. And, and turn the page quickly. But uh, New, New Jersey has come up with uh, Zipia. Whatever the hell that is. There are more web-based companies now giving more people to write stories about these web-based companies in their surveys. But there's something called a Zipia. And Zipia just released their state-by-state map of the most popular Thanksgiving side across okay. the country. What do you think the most popular Thanksgiving side dish is in New Jersey? In New Jersey? Okay. I was going to say what well, my countrywide one was. Which I would guess would be potatoes. Uh, I don't know. I, they just they went state by state. So with New Jersey, I'm gonna go with since we're like such like a fruit based place. Right. I feel like cranberry sauce. Cra- you know, you would think that it would be cranberry sauce yeah. because cranberry. Right, we are the cranberry state. Yeah. Right. We uh, we make that canned cranberry <laughs> sauce. Right. But no, it's actually stuffing. Okay. No, I, I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Okay. No. no. Now, the Why? one, the most popular side dish on Thanksgiving, which is like a no-brainer for me, should be macaroni. Oh, boy. Macaroni should be this. The, the, as a matter of fact, on NJ1015.com, yeah. I put up, you put up, a whole <laughs> bunch of places where you could get the macaroni. Because you know what? Like, like this year, uh, inflation has risen grocery store prices higher than it has risen restaurant prices. So a lot of people this year, they're cutting out different items. One in four families are just going to bypass Thanksgiving altogether. But I'm thinking like, you know, uh, you get invited to Thanksgiving. And some people, but you, you bring the cake. 
You bring the pumpkin pie. You bring a dopey dessert. How about this? You really want to help the person out if you're invited? You go to the local restaurant and you support a Jersey business and you get a tray of macaroni to go. Could be lasagna, could be stuffed shells, could be monogoth, could be ravioli. It could be macaroni. And you bring that to the Thanksgiving table. And you will kick the stuffing out of the stuffing. That is what people would want. I would say the most important... I'm going to ask you 1-800-283-101.5. I mean, forget about this macaroni belong on a Thanksgiving table. It absolutely, positively belongs on a Thanksgiving table. Mm -hmm. But is macaroni... What is your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? And should it... and, and, And you can include macaroni. Is macaroni, would macaroni be your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? And if not, what would it be? Go ahead. Now, Steve, when you say macaroni, are you talking like mac and cheese? Or no. Like no, no. You could do mac, but it says different. Mac, see, macaroni is a course, actually. Okay. But I don't do, like, I don't do the table. Like, in my house, we don't do the table. In my house, we do, like, a buffet. We put it all out, and then you go take what you want. And then what's nice about that is that all day long, you know, you know, because when we did the table, everybody's craning their neck to watch the game. Everybody, <laughs> shh, I can't hear the game. So you know what? We don't really want to talk to each other. <laughs> I, I, what are you going to tell me? I don't care about your life. You're going to tell me about my. I don't care about my life. So what's no nothing? Let's watch the game. Now that the Giants are going to get killed, I'd probably be more talkative. Yeah. But um, but what is your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? And is it macaroni or should it be macaroni? And what kind of macaroni do you make on Thanksgiving? That's what I'm most interested in as well. Do you do macaroni on Thanksgiving table? So we do We do definitely have macaroni, but we don't. See, here's the thing. I, now that you mention it, I can't think of like, I, I don't know what, what the effect is called. It's like what? Mandela effect or something. I can't Mandela remember. Mandela effect? Yeah, I can't remember whether or not we have like macaroni on the table or not. I know we have mac and cheese. Like so you, you mean like the, the mac or well, the cheddar cheese, right? Yeah. That's different. Stuff, but. See, like mac and cheese, like macaroni is where you do like, you have a course, you have the antipasto. And the reason they call it antipasto is because what follows antipasto? Pasta. So then you do macaroni. And the macaroni would be like red gravy and uh, maybe meatballs, brajol, um, the pork butt, uh, sausage, with the red gravy, and that goes around. That's like a whole course. Then you take a break, and you bring out the turkey and the mashed potatoes and the stuffing, the obligatory meal. They didn't even eat that on Thanksgiving. Even the pilgrims said, please don't give me the friggin' turkey. But they had venison on Thanksgiving. Venison. You can look that up. They had deer. Does the red sauce go well with the rest of the courses of the meal? It goes fantastic. Turkey's not a headliner. Turkey's an obligation. (laughs) Macaroni. That's a different story. 1-800-283-101.5. What is your most popular Thanksgiving side dish? What's the one side dish you love the most? And is macaroni your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? If you bring macaroni, or if you do macaroni on Thanksgiving, what kind of macaroni do you do? 
1-800-283-101.5. Does this sound familiar to you? Boy, it took me a while to get out of bed this morning. Or I certainly can't do the same things I used to before because I'm in so much pain. Or even I went to the doctor and they gave me muscle relaxers and pain pills and told me to follow up in a week. Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab is unlike any other place you've ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it or not doing anything but making you feel loopy or drowsy like other places. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Flemington, Tom's River, and Wall, so you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. Live, Steve Trevelis, 1-800-283-101.5. Okay, what is your favorite Thanksgiving side? And uh, do you have macaroni on the Thanksgiving table? If so, what kind of macaroni do you have on the Thanksgiving table? Not the mac and cheese. That's like, you know. Number one ingredient, number one Thanksgiving side dish in New Jersey is actually stuffing. You know what you can do with the stuffing, right? We'll talk about that. Uh, let's talk to Gary in Coltsneck on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Gary. Hey, how you doing? Happy Thanksgiving soon to be. Happy Thanksgiving, Eve, Eve. <laughs> you know what? I don't really listen to your radio station much. I just started listening. And, uh, you know, every day we should be thankful for what we have. Absolutely. Or anything. And uh, we got a lot to be thankful for. So I just heard it, but... You know, I'm Italian and Polish. My wife is all Italian. And, you know, God rest my mother and father-in-law's souls. They always made this Italian fried rice, and my wife's been making it. Really? And let me tell you, we take the rice. Right. You, you know, put it in a pot, and you get bacon, and you cut it up into chunks. And then you also get the casing. You take the sausage right. out of the casing, throws it in there. And then she does something with the rice, I guess... When she adds the rice and then she adds like a, I don't know if it's like a chicken a broth or whatever, and then it, it she puts the lid on it. And let me tell you something, it is just, I mean, it's fattening, of course, but. But what a way to go. So wait, it's rice, bacon, sausage, and like a chicken broth? Yeah. And then, it, 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 you know, from the lid being on it, it just makes the rice just moist. Dissipates all the fluid, like you know. That's interesting. I'm gonna try that. And, and how I describe it, God's honest truth, it's uh, like a party in your mouth. A That's party I, in your. <laughs> I like so, that. Just to share that with you, my wife Michelle uh, and Gary Coltsneck. Uh, come on down and go to Delicious Orchards. It's great. All right, you got it. We're gonna go. Do they, do they have the Do they have the Italian fried rice at Delicious Orchards right oh, next to the no, side of donuts or what? No. They got donuts, they got blueberries, they got number, number 89 is the Boston cream pie. It's unbelievable. All right, he's doing, he calls it, he does a commercial. I like that. Kurt is in Brick on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Kurt. Hey, Steve, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? Great. All right, what do you put, what do you put on a Thanksgiving table, Kurt? Well, like you were saying, we start with the anapasta. Right. And then uh, then we'll have a homemade matagot. Right. And then we'll uh, 
trickle down to the turkey with stuffing and the uh, breaded asparagus and the rest of the sides. It's anticlimactic, the turkey. I mean, when you get done with the monogot, right? Are you ready? You're like, you got to take a break. You got to take a break because you almost got to calm the excitement of your appetite down to, to, because the turkey's coming. You got to have a breather. What we're doing for the turkey, we did it last year. We're doing right. it again this year. Right. Uh, we're just getting a turkey breast. We're having uh, two breasts from the butcher tied up uh, in a football, uh -huh. and we'll roast that. Nice. There you go. And then, right, you got just enough of what you want, and it tastes good. You get all prime cut. That's it. All the filet. There you go, Kurt. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Is New Jersey's favorite side dish really the stuffing on the Thanksgiving table? Or should it be macaroni? And do you put macaroni on the Thanksgiving table? And if you do, some people don't. I was surprised. I thought like all Italians put macaroni on a Thanksgiving table. I thought it was like, you know, something that is just normally done. And uh, I had when Ray Rossi was working here. By the way, Ray says hello. I was with him Friday night seeing the rascals down in Atlantic City. And uh, you know, I said, Razzamo, what, what kind of macaroni could put? Because we don't do macaroni. I was shocked. I was shocked that uh, they don't do macaroni in the Thanksgiving table. I thought like all Italian people did macaroni. Uh, do you? 1-800-283-101.5. And when you're hearing about like the stuffing being the most popular, depends on how you do your stuffing. Like, uh, we would take the stuffing and, uh, soak the bread in the chicken broth. And then you get the Parks, uh, sausage stuffing and you throw that in, the Parks sausage in with the soaked bread in the chicken broth. And you get the Bell's seasoning and the celery. And, uh, you, you mix that all up and you bake it in the oven. That's pretty good stuffing. Some people take the stuffing and they, they use like the innards. Do you do the stuff, man? Somebody did, they'll take like the innards of the turkey. And they'll cut that up and blend it or chestnut stuffing or things like that, which is kind of, mm. uh, how do you do your stuffing? And uh, do you put the macaroni on the table? Like I said, if I, if I were ever made governor of New Jersey, mandatory, mandatory macaroni on the Thanksgiving table just to put everybody in a better mood, just to make them feel better. I, that, that would help. But so when you make your stuffing, do you right. put it inside the turkey? Some people do. Oh, you put like some of it inside the turkey for decoration, and then the rest of it you go in little pans, things like that. Yeah, because I've heard that if you try to cook the stuffing inside the turkey, like they always show, like they always say Don't you're supposed do to it. do it, like Don't dries do it. out the turkey. It dries out the turkey? That's what I, I've heard. Or maybe like like by the time the stuffing is like the right temperature. Oh, the turkey's like the turkey's dead. The turkey's dead. really cooked. Yeah. Yeah, because it takes so long. You gotta. I would cook the stuffing first, put it in there later. And maybe like once it's mostly cooked, put it in there and let it cook a little bit more inside the turkey. Yeah. But not do the whole thing where you're like, you know stuffing it like that yeah well how do you cook the turkey because i know this year like i normally have no bake it. idea because well this year my i think my cousin's frying it which i think might be the first time we've done that which i don't even know how that even works like do you get like a giant bucket and then like yeah you like dunk it in there a turkey fryer a turkey fryer right you take the you fill it. I, I don't know how you do it but the deep fried turkey it seals everything off and then it's really good Apparently, it's moist. Have you ever had a fried turkey? I have, actually. How are they? Uh, they're delicious. They're incredibly yeah. juicy. It's just you have to be... I forget how um, 
the relative that I was at, I, I forget exactly how they did it, but it wasn't like the YouTube videos that you're maybe talking about where you see someone like lower a turkey into like a vat of frozen oil and things <laughs> either go really badly or really, <laughs> exactly, yeah, or exactly really right. well. Uh-huh. Um, but they say the one thing is you don't want to like overfill it with oil because you don't want to put that you don't want turkey. A greasy turkey. Well, you don't want to put that turkey in and have it spill the oil out on the flame. Like that's oh, what right. gets oh, yeah. people in trouble. So you want to make sure that like the main thing is that you're not overfilling the oil if you're going to fry it like how like a, it's a special like apparatus, like a yeah. bucket. That yeah, goes, it, it almost goes in. it almost looks like you're tailgating. You know, it's yeah. like a, like one of those like portable flames, and then right. you just you know set the uh, the um, uh, uh, what do you call it the soup bowl or the what am I the basin? Yeah, the basin, <laughs> the, basin. the apparatus, the apparatus. Yeah. Okay, uh, how about this? How about this? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? <sighs> That's so hard. It depends how well it's done, but I got to go when someone makes like the homemade stuffing, right. like with the homemade cornbread stuffing or something. I had a relative oh, cornbread in the stuff that would put sausage in the stuffing. Oh my gosh. That's the, see, that's the secret ingredient. Yeah. Yeah. That's the secret. And then do you put macaroni at Thanksgiving table? Well, since, I mean, kind of, not really, but I do have mac and cheese for my boys because uh, that's one thing I know they'll eat, but not the traditional macaroni that you're It's a, you know, it's a, it, it's a beginning. It's a beginning. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll get, we'll get you there. It's 830. Now the late 25, weather brought to you by New Spine, dealing with this horrible neck and back pain. Dr. Branco at New Spine, ready to help you get back to a better life. Just call 888-4-BRANCO today for a location near you. That's 888-4-BRANCO. Also, the Council on Compulsive Gambling of New Jersey, suffering with a gambling disorder, have a loved one who is struggling. Don't waste another day. Call 800-GAMBLER now. They have representatives to assist you 24-7. Call 800-GAMBLER or visit 800GAMBLER.org. All right. Most popular side dish, according to Zipia.com. I don't know. Uh, stuffing. You buying that? How do you do your stuffing? How do you make your stuffing? And what kind of macaroni do you have on the Thanksgiving table? Uh, Dave is in Rutherford on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Dave. Hey, Steve. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Dave. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm on my way home from North Carolina, so I seem to pick up your radio station when I'm down on the, the south end of the turnpike. So uh, it's always enjoyable to hear you guys. Well, good. We also come in on the north end of the turnpike. Wow, we have an app, too. You can get us anywhere. You're in North Carolina. You don't listen to that garbage. Turn on. Keep the app. What is on the thing, right? What do you want here, Carolina? They're talking about grits on a Thanksgiving table down there. Are you kidding? Yeah, well, uh, my folks, are, when I'm with them, it's... Uh Usually a candied sweet potato, but I go now with my girlfriend. Their family's Croatian, ah. and they make a homemade. They call it macaroni. Macaroni. They make macaronis right. with uh, with a homemade gravy. And Steve, you have a hard time not eating too much of that to save a little room for the turkeys. So I, yeah, macaroni. that's the thing, man. The turkey's not a headliner. The turkey's an intruder at that point when you got the macaroni. Absolutely, absolutely, and like I say, my family's on the Italian side, so they're they're kind of very similar to the way they cook. So I grew up with all that macaroni. I could eat it pasta every day, but I know it's not good for you. So, but uh, yeah, but what a way to go, Dave! What a way to go! <laughs> 
What a smile on your face, absolutely. Right. <laughs> and a big belly. You got it. I'm right, happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Peter is in Lawrence. You want a man who knows stuffing. Hello, Peter. Well, basically, Mr. Trevelis, yes. for Thanksgiving, yes. whether we liked it or not, right. we had turkey. That's big, the way turkey is served in New Jersey. Whether you like it or not, big, you're having turkey. Big turkey, mm -hmm. stuffing inside. Right. 375 the oven. Right. As soon as that thermometer pops, right. you take it out. Now, you got your gizzards, you got your chicken livers. Mm -hmm. You are using them in the stuffing. You are soaking the bread. Well, wait a minute. Wait, hold on. When you, so when you say you take the gizzards in the liver. You get, you, and you, well, when you, you get the turkey, you clean out the turkey. No, I know that. I know that. And you get that you little thing that's that, inside. You take out all that. You take out the gizzards. You take right. out the chicken livers. Right. And uh, you um, make your stuffing. As soon as you make your stuffing with bread, breadcrumbs. Right. right. And we stick in Italian seasoning breadcrumbs to give it a kick. Or the bell seasoning? No, the progresso. Oh, the progresso, okay. Put stuffing inside the turkey. Do you put it in raw or do you cook it first and then put it in? We put it in raw. How long does it take to cook? My brother cooked it yesterday. It took a while. I don't know the exact time. Right. But it cook it cooks perfectly inside the turkey, and that's all you got to do when the turkey is done. Mm -hmm. Take it out, right? Carve out the uh, drumsticks, right? Take the stuffing out, right? Put in a put it in a uh, bowl, and it takes the, the the amount of time the hours that the turkey is in there. And so you put the stuffing in when the turkey goes we, in the we beginning cook, raw. Cook the stuffing, we put it in raw, and we let the stuffing cook. I imagine that would work, because you're cooking for hours, right? Yeah. Well, we've been doing it for years that way, even in the old restaurants. Yeah, and you're still here. You no, know, we used to make, in my father's restaurant, it mm. used to be um, sliced turkey with mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, green beans, um, cranberry sauce, and a bunch of other stuff. And then we'd have a different menu for anyone who wanted macaroni and everything like that. So wait a minute. When you, had the, when, when you had the restaurant, you did you have yeah. macaroni on the Thanksgiving table? Yes. Part of the dinner? If, if somebody wanted veal parmesan, they got veal parmesan. No, not veal parmesan. Macaroni. Or ma if they wanted manicotti. If they wanted tortellini. There you go. They, remember the episode of Frasier? Uh, Thanksgiving tortellini. Because yeah, tortellini, 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 melanese. All right, there you and go. And you had everything else with it. Now you're talking my language. Pete's in Ewing on New Jersey 101.5. What's up, Pete? Oh, a whole bunch. Happy early Thanksgiving, everyone at New Jersey 101.5 and everyone in Jersey. And you too, my friend. Thank you. Now, I'm a firm believer. Look, I always cooked the holiday meals with my grandmother, and I learned all her recipes. Right. And I believe that everybody dies twice, once in the physical form. Right. And one more time when the last person on earth remembers us passes. So uh -huh. every, every holiday season, me and my boys, I taught them my grandmother's recipes. And nice. And bunch of stories, all the good times. Because there was never bad times with that woman. She was she's my heart and soul. Right. Um, 
And uh, so she continues to live on through me and through them. Now, there's a Polish woman and sausage stuffing. You make the sausage stuffing first, mm-hmm. and then you get up bright and early to stuff that 29 to 32-pound bird. Now, your, your bird's not going to dry out if you got to flip the bird. And I'm talking about the turkey people, not the other bird. So, um, so the sausage stuffing, but then we got sweet potatoes and, you know, candy yams. And I make a special small pot of gravy, not sauce, gravy, because meat is cooked in it. Yeah, exactly. But, um, dude, uh, everything on our table, our table's packed. We have leftovers for weeks, not days. But, dude, thank you for letting me share that. What and was that? Did you see the commercial? Uh, I, it was. It's a very fit. I just saw the one where the guy. How'd you like that picture? Huh? How'd you like that picture I sent you? That was very funny. Well, the, the 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 one where there's a commercial out now. I can't. It's a very famous company. I was going to say Budweiser, but it's not. But it's basically the guy is trying to cook the dinner. Right, and you see the grandma's reflection in the knife blade, and then he's standing there, and he's he's making the meal, and she's standing next to him, and then the the oven is like burning, like you know the turkey's coming out of the oven, and then he turn he goes back to him, and he's standing there alone. It's like his dead grandmother is talking him through it, and it, it it'll it'll rip your heart out. It'll rip you. It's one of the. I'm, I'm tearing up. Yeah, tearing up. I did the same thing when I saw it. And I can't because my, my grandmother taught me, and I can't remember if anybody knows the name of the company. Very famous company, and I'm like, is it Coca Cola? I can't remember. But Pete, check it out, and happy Thanksgiving. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. If you've seen the commercial, let me know what it is. I, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, if you've been thinking about adding a pet to your family, my friends at Pet Center in Old Bridge know exactly how to match you with the perfect pet. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center puppy, you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market, up-to-date vaccines, five generations of pedigree, and a complete homecoming kit. They have a large selection of small animals, reptiles, birds, and tropical fish. Visit them in the shops at Old Bridge on Route 9 or at PetCenterNJ.com today. Not New York. I I have to travel ace. Okay, uh, we did a macaroni. And we're going to talk a little meet the ball later. Mark Pika is calling in. This guy made it a quest to go find the perfect meatball in New Jersey. And uh, he's actually toured New Jersey, Florida, New York, everywhere in search of the perfect meatball. He's eaten in over 30 different meatball places. And uh, we'll talk about his findings later on. But I got Ryan Bissell with me, uh, my producer. I did this post about like when John Bramnick called last week, uh, Senator Bramnick talking about, uh, you know, how it's important uh, is teaching politicians how to be funny. <laughs> and uh, I went to a, he had a party at his house where he brought in like uh, a bunch of comedians, uh, yeah. among them Vince August and Julia Scotti and uh, uh, Diary Delena and uh, also uh, Governor Murphy. Wow. And uh, Senator Cody, a good former Governor Richard Cody and... Uh, He's going to have a comedy show this weekend, uh, the NJ Pack on Saturday. And he's yeah, got, um, I'm, let me show, is it Saturday? Or, I'm pretty sure it's Saturday. Hold on. But it's uh, with Governor McGreevy uh, 
former Governor Cody and Bramnick all doing comedy with Mike Marino. And it's going to be uh, Saturday night, MJ Pack, and uh, it's going to be hysterical. But uh, so I blogged it. And while I'm blogging it, mm-hmm. I started looking for like funny governor quotes. And I found one of the, I think this may have been New Jersey's funniest governor. And I had no idea, even had a sense of humor. But he once had the Meadowlands Arena named after him. It was the Brendan Byrne Arena. Yeah. The Brendan T. Byrne Arena. Brendan Listen to some of these quotes from Governor Brendan Byrne, right? Quote, he died, I think, two year, a couple of years ago, right? Hmm. I want to be buried in Hudson County so that I can remain active in politics, <laughs> right? Uh, I knew I'd get reelected when people start, started waving at me using all five fingers. Uh, at my age, before I buy anything in a supermarket, I look at the expiration dates on the products. Milk is usually a safe bet. <laughs> uh, let's see. During a cabinet meeting in his last year in office, the governor remarked that several members of the cabinet were reportedly considering becoming a candidate to succeed him in the 1981 gubernatorial election, commenting, gee, I must have made it look too easy. <laughs> <laughs> On hearing Governor Florio comment that a mayor of Pittsburgh had narrowly avoided indictment for giving a sweetheart contract to a union that later endorsed the mayor's election, if you can't hand out fat contracts and get endorsements. What's life for? Uh, Remember that stuff they put in our food during World War II to prevent us from getting excited about girls, said Byrne at the dedication of a monument to New Jersey soldiers when he was 84 years of age. It's beginning to work. So was he kind of older when he during his like political? Well, he died when he was eighty four. Uh, you know, he was eighty four years of age when he made that comment. But he was he was governor in the seventies. Yeah, till about eighty one. Okay, so he he must have been younger then. He was funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, one time I argued a case before the state Supreme Court at which my mentor, Chief Justice Weintraub, gave me a particularly tough grilling and the court ruled against me. Later, when I had the chance to talk to him privately, I said, I don't understand. I thought I did a pretty good job and you taught me everything I know. And he replied, but I didn't teach you everything that I know. That's <laughs> that's pretty good. That one's pretty good. That's that's one to stick with you. Uh, a few years ago, a horse named Hudson County finished second in the Kentucky Derby. A veteran Hudson County political reporter explained he was supposed to finish second. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of anything funny that anyone political recently has said. I mean, good luck. <laughs> didn't Murphy call say like call people like knuckleheads or something? Not knuckleheads. That's not funny. Like this is funny. Well, I forget what it was. Uh, no, he said he used knucklehead. You know, Christie was good. You know, get the hell off the beach. That was funny, right? Uh, calling the uh, the Navy SEAL an idiot. You know, that was good. Calling uh, Reed Gusiora a numb nuts. That was pretty funny. I want a, I want a young governor or something like that who's just going to come in and just say whatever's on his mind, you know? They should make comedy writing. They Every governor running for office, every political candidate running for office should hire a comedy writer. Because if they hired a comedy writer, they would come up with that one funny soundbite that would probably get them the election. All Jersey, all the time. I'm in a car 10 hours a day and 101.5 rocks. New Jersey 101.5. It's all right. We'll get you through tonight. Get you to 11 o'clock. Headlines and travel lines at 10.30. Steve Trevelis hanging with you. And then we got the Dennis and Judy Rewind. 
And then we got the D&D Rewind. And then we get the first Jersey News. And then Bill Spadia comes back. All right. Uh, go to nj1015.com. For those of you who uh, are too shy about what to bring on Thanksgiving, bring the gift of macaroni. And i got a whole bunch of restaurants where you can get the macaroni to bring with you because you don't have the time to cook it yourself. You're a busy person. Uh, if you're making the Thanksgiving for the table, that's a different story. But, you know, would you rather bring cake or lasagna? Uh, depending on how much money you've spent. And, uh, you know, that's a very good question. You know, about how much money you've got to spend because uh, higher costs, you know, Flammy wrote this on NJ1015.com, are making the holidays less merry for uh, New Jersey families. And, you know, part of that is, you know, uh, a survey was taken that one out of four uh, families are going to forego Thanksgiving because they can't afford it. And uh, a lot of people are voting items off the table. Because they can't afford it. And it's, you know, coming up, you know, what do we got? We got the holiday season. You know, we have Christmas. We have Hanukkah. We have uh, all, you know, Diwali, all the holidays where gifts are being given. Uh, in a poll released today by Stockton University, two-thirds of the respondents said inflation is either greatly or somewhat impacting their 2022 holiday spending. Nearly half said they have reduced their everyday spending in order to have enough funds on hand for gifts and other purchases. So this is, you know, uh, when you're a parent, my sons are now 16 years old. And, you know, there's, there's that cycle you go through. When they're little kids, you know, you go, you get them all the Thomas the Train stuff, and then they move on from that, and they go to, you know, they go to Star Wars, and then they move on from that, they go to Legos, and then they move on from that, there's the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing, the next thing for my sons was, you know, music, uh, guitar, stuff like that. Then came, uh, they discovered uh, Madden and Y2K, and that became everything about the NFL and the jerseys and the helmets and the memorabilia, just like their dad, you know, uh, which is great. It's also very expensive. And this year, you know, we don't have as much money as we used to. Um, you know, for whatever reason, what are you doing to make ends meet during the holidays? You know, it's one thing to, you know, to vote an item off the Thanksgiving table. But have you cut down on gift giving? Are you spending less money on gifts? Are you... uh Taking another job just so that you'll have money to buy gifts for the holidays? Are you doing without? Like, I'm looking at this, you know, Dean's, Dino's thing says that, you know, people are actually spending less so that they can buy more gifts, right? Are you taking food off your table so you can get somebody a Christmas gift? That's the, that goes against the whole idea of what the holidays are supposed to be about. 60% say they've cut back on routine expenses in order to prepare for holiday spending. How important is it that you give out expensive Christmas gifts? And there are people who measure their worth by the Christmas gift they give out. I was related to a lot of them. <laughs> 800-283-101.5. Mike is in Cherry Hill on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mike. Hey, uh, Steve. Uh, how are you? How you doing tonight? I'm good, Mike. How you doing, pal? 
doing doing great, doing great. So it's funny. I was just telling the guy who you now screens the call. Right. Uh, I told him. I said one year. I told my wife. I said we don't have to have turkey, do we? I think we were newlyweds at the time, or, and we didn't have any children. She's like, no, not really. Right. I was like, well, then I want meatloaf. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Meatloaf on Thanksgiving. It's great. Yeah, mashed potatoes, and you know, um, I think it was a. It was actually a meal left over. I was cleaning an office at the time, and right. they had, you know, extra meals, and that's what we had. You know, we were. Wait, you took the meatloaf from an office? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, what the know, hell? What was the office you were cleaning? Uh, Boston Market? <laughs> no, no, not at all. So, like, you know, you clean an office and then they get the lunches. and they Oh, get, they had it catered. Yeah, yeah, catered. Oh, yeah, that's the best. That is the best. Yeah, you know, so everything's done for you. Um, but uh, about the, well, I won't go into it, but the Christmas gifts, I try not to splurge. I really don't because I can't, I can't be put out, you know. But there are these people, like. You know that you know that's they're judged based upon that, and I, I don't like. That. I don't want anybody judging me. Do you ever feel pressure heart, though? You know? Yeah, I mean, but you give from the heart. But I mean, like, say for instance, you know, like here, you're used to spending, I don't know, fifty dollars on a person, and next now all of a sudden you don't have fifty dollars to spend. So right. so what do you do? Like, do you go if you go in there with the twenty dollar gift or the twenty five dollar gift? All of a sudden you're feeling bad, and you think, oh, "Wait a minute, I'm giving you a gift." This is all I can afford. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, there's got to be causing problems with people. Well, you know, it's funny. My, my wife's family, they're Dominican. And, right. uh, you know, they really do talk, right? And and it's just, it's this whole, like, you know, keeping up with the Jones. Yeah, exactly. This is Jersey. This is what we do. Listen, I just, I, listen, I just give you what I can give you. And actually, I like to buy, you know, Gifts that mean something. So I'll buy you a wallet, mm -hmm. uh, a chain, uh, you know, a, a necklace, something like something you can use. A watch. I'm really big on watches and wallets. Nice like and socks. You know, that's what I buy. You know, if you don't like it, oh well. You, you know, know what? Regift re it. I don't care. You're like you like you think like I do. I would rather if I could find the perfect gift for you, regardless of what it costs, and I could do it. I would do it. It's just so hard to find because we're not. You know, we don't do that. We're the kind, you know, we're at the age where you want something, you go buy it. You don't sit there, Jay. I hope Santa brings it to me, which makes it difficult. But yeah, but it's the same thing. You want to get that perfect gift, you never do. But then there are those who, you know, put a price tag and feel the pressure that I have to spend money on gifts. And yeah. this year, we're not going to be able to do it. But hey, man, you have a happy Thanksgiving and a Merry Christmas. Yes, thanks. Same to you. Take care. You got it, pal. Keep in touch. 1-800-283-101.5. A very interesting survey that I, you know, that I just saw. Paul released today by Stockton University. Two-thirds of those said inflation are either greatly or somewhat impacting the 2022 holiday spending. And many say they've reduced their everyday spending in order to have enough money on hand to buy gifts for the holidays. Are you spending less this year on the holiday gift giving? 1-800-283-101.5. Um, what are you doing if you're not? Or what are you doing either way to make ends meet so that you can give out holiday gifts? It's not like, oh, my God, I'm so poor, I can't afford to do that. No, no. But, I mean, just the idea that if you have X amount of dollars to live on and everything has gone up, then naturally you're going to be spending less on gifts, true? And if that's the case, 
Are you good with that? Or are you trying to find ways to get more money for gifts? And if so, what are you doing? You know, how is inflation affecting your holiday spending? 1-800-283-101.5. Especially with kids, you know, do you feel like, you know, more? Because the kids don't know. The kids, they want what they want. They don't care what it costs. They don't know what it costs. And even if they do know what it costs, they don't care. So 1-800-283-101.5. How is the, the inflation that we're dealing with today affecting your holiday spending? Are you willing to spend less? And, hey, man, you don't like it, you don't like it too bad? Or do you worry about how much you spend? Do you worry what people are going to judge you by what you give? Or, hey, man, too bad. I got what I got, you don't like it, too bad. And are you good getting less? You know, and I can even throw into that. You know, what is the most, I bet you, if you told me the most meaningful gift you ever got in your life, the number one most meaningful gift that you ever got in your life from someone you love, I'll bet you it probably didn't cost a lot. 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelisse. Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. Did you buy Keystone Roofing and Siding? Home exterior showing signs of age. Don't wait till it's too late. For a limited time, Keystone Roofing and Siding is offering no payments, no interest until... 2024. Reach out to one of their experts for a free evaluation. Quality work professionally done. Head over to KeystonePros.com. How about that? No payments, no interest till 2024. All right. That's good in this time of year because uh, the inflation is hitting us and uh, one in three shoppers say they plan to spend less this year on holiday expenses compared to last year. This is a Stockton University poll released and uh, many say that uh, 60% they've cut back on routine expenses in order to prepare for holiday spending. So what are you doing to prepare for your holiday spending now that it's going to cost you a lot more? 1-800-283-101.5. Susie's in Middlesex on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Susie. Hey, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? Thanksgiving. I'm good. You touched touched base on um, one of my special gifts. I am very big on homemade gifts. And for my 50th birthday, I told my children, I don't want them to spend a penny. I want them to make me my present. And to this day, I'm 58 years old. Mm -hmm. My daughter took a mason jar and decorated a mason jar and took 50 hearts and wrote 50 reasons why I make her smile. So when I'm having a bad day or something bothering me, Uh I will go to that jar and dump it out and read all her messages. And it's amazing. Just an amazing thought. That is amazing. You have to pay a lot of money to buy a gift. I find them to be more heartfelt when they're made, actually. Yeah, and you know what? What would that cost? Hardly a couple of dollars, and yet the the sentiment, and it's a gift that keeps on giving. Every time you feel like, you know, you're in the mood, you go and you reach into the jar, and you're happier. Yep, it really makes my day. Now, have you cut back any? What are you doing to be able to cover the holiday spending this year? You going to spend more? No, I'm working my butt off just to give my kids the holiday. You know, it's things are tough right now, so yeah, take it one day at a time. Yeah, it's they good. don't expect it. You know, they don't expect it, it to be a crazy year. I always say that, and they're like, "Yeah, you say that every year," but this year it really will be a little more simpler. 
Yeah, and, and, you know, it's going to be that way for everybody. Susie, that's a great story. 1-800-283-101.5. You know what? We talk about how, you know, the, the price of gifts is so expensive now and people are doing other things to be able to come up with the money, uh, maybe taking on another job, maybe spending less. Remember the Christmas club? I don't know if they still do Christmas clubs. When I was a kid, you always go, I'd go to the bank, you know, and uh, look, up, look up at the teller, look down through the cage, and uh, they always have the Christmas club. And uh, every year you put a few dollars in every month or year long, and then you take your money out and you buy your Christmas presents. I know people still do that. But uh, regardless of all that, what is... The, I bet you the, the greatest gift you ever got probably didn't cost a lot of money. Like Susie, you know, uh, daughter took a mason jar, wrote on her hearts, 50 reasons, 50 different hearts, why she makes her smile. Can you get a better gift than that? What piece of jewelry are you going to stare at is going to look like that? You know, give me the best gift you ever got. Are you spending less money this year? Or what are you doing to be able to cover the holiday gift-giving season, which is going to be more expensive? And like I said, I'll bet you, you give me the best gift you ever got, I'll bet you it didn't cost a lot of money. Jim is in Franklin Township on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Jim. Jim, you there? Yeah, I'm here, boss. Sorry. That's okay, pal. I listened to that guy. He's not that good. Go ahead. What do you got for me? Hey, how are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you, Jim? Good, good, good. I uh, So I, I might be in a good place, not a great place, because everything's expensive. It, it hurts. Right. We all feel it. Right. But my wife and I, my kids are out of college and moved away, so that's a good thing. Uh, my birthday's in late November. My wife's birthday is in late December. And then there's Christmas in between. Right. 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 And, you know, we're in our 50s. We kind of got everything so what we decided is we're going out, uh, taking a little, like, four-day weekend. We're going out to uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Nice. To go see the Mormon Tabernacle Choir Christmas concert. Because okay. the tickets were free and I won them in a lottery. <laughs> Okay, the tickets are free, but now we got to go to Salt Lake City. <laughs> so, so now wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. A minute. See, my, my, I didn't want to ask because I didn't really want to put myself out there saying uh, you can go anywhere in the world on vacation. You chose to go to the Mormon Tabernacle Choir Christmas concert. There had to be a reason. I was going to, you know, are you a religious person? What made you do this? I got the free tickets. That's so Jersey. My wife sings. My wife is a singer. She sings not oh. professionally, but she loves to sing. And oh, she's okay. A very good singer. Right. And uh, so occasionally for church, when they're singing songs and the, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, so she we we YouTube it so she can see. Well, this is how it's really supposed to be. Oh. And how did she win the free tickets? On a whim, I, I went online. We were watching it on YouTube one night, and I said, oh, let me, you know what, I'm going to go throw my name in the hat. And like a week and a half ago, mm. I get an email that says, hey, you won the tickets. Wait a, minute. Wait a minute. You entered a YouTube contest for free tickets for the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. And, yeah. and you won, and now you get to book a trip to Salt Lake City. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Okay, okay. Yeah, the tickets. And the tickets are free. The tickets are free. The tickets are free. You just got to be in a lottery to get the tickets. Oh, okay. I so, get it. So instead of the so, Taylor Swift tickets, you won tickets for the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. 
Yeah, so, but, you know, if I had a little more advanced notice, I would have went for like a week or two and gone yeah. up skiing and up in the mountains. But it's How long are you going for? Four days. All right, leave that's on, not bad. Uh, leave on Thursday and come home on Monday, that kind of thing, you know. And when's the concert? What the heck? What's that? What night is the concert? It's Saturday night. Oh, it's going to be a great weekend, man. You're going to fly yeah. out to Utah, right? And you float when you go in the lake out there. That's right. Well, I, it might be a little chilly. Yeah, there'll be no floating for you. I don't know. What, what, do, what, do, you eat, what do you eat in Utah, right? What, what kind of, what's, what's Utah food taste like? I, I, I have no idea what they do in Utah. Well, I'm worried about if there are there bars in Utah. Are there bars in? I don't know, man. It may not be bars in Utah. Maybe a little uh, sacramental wine. <laughs> I, might well, to, I might have to pack an extra bag. Well, I, I think what happens is like before the show, there are jugs of water, and then after the show, there's wine on the way out. One jug. There's one jug, one jug, one jug right. <laughs> and, one jug, and then there's wine for everybody. And the concession stands, there are loaves and fishes. <laughs> yeah, I, I got I like fish and bread. It better be good bread. I don't know about the water out there. I don't know yeah, how really. Be. You're a Jer Jersey guy, man. The bread's going to be very important to you. Hey, when's your birthday? Uh, November 12th. It was last week, uh, two weekends ago, I guess. One weekend, two weekends, I don't know. Well, I don't know what it is. I, I was just up, I was just up in upstate New York hunting uh, uh -huh. 50 miles from Buffalo. All right. Well, listen, I got I got to hit the news now, but you have a happy birthday yeah. and your wife and you have a safe trip. I will. Thanks, brother. We'll see you. How about that? He won tickets to the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Wow. I mean, everyone has dreams, right? So. Yes. <laughs> and then there's the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. 930. <laughs> Now, the latest New Jersey Veteran Care Services. Did you know that senior veterans and their spouses may qualify for a veteran pension plan that can pay up to $2,200 a month for your medical care? See if you or a loved one qualifies. Call Veteran Care Services now at 1-888-E-Veterans. Steve Trevelis. All right, we're going to talk meatballs at 10 o'clock. Meatball madness, but for now. Uh, what are you doing? to be able to cover the cost of holiday spending this year. Uh, more than 40% of New Jersey residents claiming their financial situation is worse off now compared to a year ago. Uh, inflation is expected to take some cheer out of the holiday season. So Stockton University released a poll. Dino Flamia wrote it at NJ1015.com. Two-thirds of the respondents said inflation either greatly or somewhat is impacting their holiday spending. So nearly half said they have reduced their everyday spending in order to have enough funds on hand for gifts and other purchases. Now, that's sad. How much money are you spending on your holiday shopping this year? Will you be spending less? Do you worry about spending less and how it's going to be received by those that you are spending it on? Are they going to, you know, if you have less money to spend, do you tell them? I have less money to spend, and then it's like, you know, you go through the, oh, poor so-and-so, they don't have any money. You know, you want to, you know, th th does that hurt your ego to take that kind of a hit? I'm honest, I just hate that. It's been a bad year. Or meet my children, you know. Uh, or, you know, and what do you do with kids if you have to spend less money? So people will take other jobs. People will, uh, you know, spend less on everyday expenses. And like I said before, if you, uh, I'll bet you, if you told me the greatest gift you ever received, the most sentimental gift you ever received, the one that hit home, 
probably didn't cost a lot of money. Like I said, I'll throw it out there. Give me the most sentimental gift you ever received. 1-800-283-101.5. I've got an open board right now. You call me, I'll put you on. I heard, I loved the one earlier from Susie. You know, the daughter made her a mason jar and 50 hearts, and on each heart she wrote something that made her smile. Now, how, what did that gift cost? Right? She could have bought her a car. It wouldn't have meant the same amount. You know, the same sentimental tality. Sentimental tality. You got it. In a poll of 570 adults aged 30 to 49, the group most likely to be raising children recorded significant challenges presented by the economy. 76% said rising costs are impacting the spending plans. 60% say they've cut back on routine expenses. How about that? It's like the Grinch. Among those who plan to shop for the holidays, 53% said most will, uh, of that work will occur online. I get that. You know, and that's a dangerous thing online. Because the more you sit there, the more it's available for you to shop online, the more you will shop online. You know, you go to the store, you only spend so much time in the store before your, your brain says, I got to get out of here. <laughs> and then you do it. Uh, but 1-800-283-101.5. Look at this. Give me the most sentimental gift you ever received. And did it cost a lot of money? And what are you doing to be able to cover the holiday spending? Are you spending less? Chad had some great ideas in the update. You know, do you have to give a card with every gift? Because the price of cards has gotten up. I mean, you can spend between 5 and $10 on a Christmas card. Right, with the idea of the mass Christmas cards. You know, I mean, when you're doing the mass Christmas cards, you know, how many boxes do you have? Who's got the time? I feel so bad every year because there's only so many hours in the day. And then, like, you know, now you're going to go to the mailbox, you're going to get the Christmas cards. And with each Christmas card I get, I'm going to feel guilty that I have not sat down and sent out Christmas cards. Or my wife has not sat down and addressed the Christmas cards. And then you try to do the bit, well, was there a death in the family? Because there's death in the family. You don't have to send out the Christmas cards. That's like an Italian thing. Well, then you're like, well, what do we do? <laughs> January comes, you know. So then, then they get mad at you. I send you a Christmas card or I get a Christmas card. Well, then, like, you send the Christmas card out, you know, and, uh, you, know, uh, you, you, and uh, you get them all done. Your box is empty. And then all of a sudden, like two days later, a straggler will come in. I got to buy another box. You only send it to those and send it to you. So you do that gauge thing back and forth. See, with my family, we never, we, we did Christmas cards, but we've, we haven't done like the family photo. Do you, do you guys do the family photo? No, we don't the do Christmas the family card? photo. Oh man, those are like, that, I feel like whenever my family gets those, they all start come pouring in and I see all the families each year and I gotta wonder, like, is this the most recent or is this like four years Photoshop. ago? Photoshop. Yeah, like everyone came together or we all took selfies on our cell phones and you know, someone's got the Photoshop and sticking it all together. Does somebody actually do that? Can you do that? Like everybody sends it. Imagine like everybody sends the selfie in and then yeah, everybody sends the selfie and then somebody in the family puts it all, photoshops and puts it yeah. all together to where it looks like a group shot. Yeah. So the, what you do is you get your whole family, right? And you put them all on a big workout regimen for one year. You can and do you all get oh, yeah, the right. best shape of your life, right? And you take all of your holiday photos for the year and then from there you just start you know, the, photoshopping it in. The best place to take a family portrait. This is going to sound morbid as hell. Okay. Funeral. Everybody is, the whole family's assembled. 
Everybody's in slimming black. There's the shot. One of my biggest regrets, uh, one of my best friends passed away in 2009, my friend Al. Mm -hmm. And Al brought all of us together that I grew up with in Union City. Like I said, 50 kids within five years of each other. And there we all were in this room, all wearing black. And it was 2009, so nobody had smartphones. Yeah. But I'm thinking, like, if that happened today, somebody would have taken a picture. Oh, yeah. As morbid as that sounds, but everybody's in the something black. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's there. It's hard to get everybody together. Everyone's Weddings there. Could, be, could be one way to do it. But weddings are kind of, you know, not everybody shows up at the wedding. That's true. Right. What's the most sentimental gift you ever got? Sentimental gift I ever got. I think the best gift that I... Oh, man. Way to go crazy. About, I should have been listening. Um, man, I think the best gift I ever got was a car. See me, you got the, you got a car? Was Yeah, okay. It wasn't like it wasn't like a new car. It well, was, that makes me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> it was last year's it, it, it was more like a... Here we're, it was more like... You know, a, it was a birthday present, but you know, nice. then the next few years were you know a little lighter on on the, the a little lighter than the car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you hold it against them? I, I didn't. I did I don't know. I really, like the car is the gift that keeps on giving because you know every time I go somewhere, you know, or I'm like mad at my parents, you know, and then I'm sitting in my car. I'm I gotta be like ah, yeah, they love me. They're not, they're not that bad. All Jersey holiday season. New Jersey 101.5 collects teddy bears for the state PBA. We call them feel better bears. You can help New Jersey police make kids feel better during emergencies with a teddy bear to hug. To find your closest bear drop off location or buy a bear online, visit our app or engine. 1015.com. Thanks to our sponsors, All-American Auto Group, Rob Dukansky of Remax First Advantage, and Trinity Rehab. This holiday, give a child a feel-better bear, and thanks from all of us at New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelace. All right, Stockton University does a poll. People are really going to be strapped for the uh, holiday season thanks to this inflation that we're dealing with. But we, hear, we keep hearing about how great things are. Uh, not so much if you're reaching into your wallet. Some people are spending less so they can afford holiday gifts. How is the gift-giving season affecting you? One of the things you can do, you know, uh, do you have to have wrapping paper? Right? Use a little, remember those little gift bags? Now we can't even use, like, that would have been another use for the bags that Governor Murphy banned. You know, you could have stuck your gift in there. Uh, instead of going, because wrapping paper, everything has gotten expensive. Like, wrapping paper has gotten expensive. You know, Christmas cards have gotten expensive. I would rather, like, instead of spending the uh, 10 to $20 on the wrapping paper and the bow and the bag and the card, throw it into the gift. Better yet, throw $10 into the gift. Keep $10 for yourself. It'll be the gift-giving rebate. I like that idea. You like that idea? He who got a car for Christmas. The most sentimental thing I got. A car! Good to be, good to be you. Ryan Bissell. My my producer, soon to be my chauffeur. Like I said, the gift that keeps on giving. It is the gift that keeps give on driving. Tom is on 206 on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Tom. Hey, Steve. Yeah, the wife is buying me a car for Christmas. Really? What does she do for a living? Uh, she's retired. She's retired? Really? And what did she do for a living? Well, the trend... The trick is, I get to make the payments. Ah, there you go. If that ain't love, I don't know what is, Tom. Yeah. So, so she gets a trip to Florida in January. Okay. 
And you're making the payments on that, too, I take it. Yes. Uh, she takes care of the kids and the grandkids, uh-huh. and I make the payments on them. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. So what kind of car are you getting, Tom? Uh, I'm getting a Wrangler JK. A what? A Jeep Wrangler. Oh, a Wrangler. I couldn't hear you. Oh, that's a nice car. That's an expensive car. That's a good woman, Tom. She buys you nothing but the best. Oh, absolutely. That makes you pay for it. She loves me dearly. Absolutely. Well, listen, you have a very happy Thanksgiving and a very Merry Christmas. You too, my brother. You got it. I'm sorry. 1-800-283-101.5. Look at this. Two people would cause. I'll tell you a story. I once bought my father a truck for Christmas. When I had my DJ business, I, I got, it was a huge truck nonetheless, but it was a truck. So I'm saving, I'm saving, I'm saving, I'm saving, and I give him the truck. And he is completely blown away. And then, like, about a couple months later, you know, that truck you gave me needs an oil change. I said, I think I'm on a warranty. (laughs) 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 Well, uh, those were the days. All right. So uh, coming up, we got Mark Pika talking meatballs. The man man did a meatball tour to try to find the best meatballs. And um, we, uh, was it, NJ Reddit? Yeah, NJ Reddit. NJ Reddit. Now, basically, NJ Reddit is what? People go on there, they comment about the different, like, radio stations and personalities and stuff. Yeah, people, so people will go on and they'll, you know, they'll create these communities where they talk about whatever they want to. Right. Um, A lot of times it's just a a platform where angry people can hide behind their keyboards and their monitors and say whatever they want to without, you know, people talking back to them. We used to have this thing called Radio Info and RadioInfo.com. And they had these threads, and you would go on and click on any radio station, and the thread would pop up mm-hmm. as to, you know, and all they would do was trash everybody on <laughs> the radio station. Uh, all right, so, so am I, did I make, I made the Jersey Reddit? You did, you did. Um, right. There, I gotta say, um, the, the internet does tend to lean more. Uh, Don't so, give it to me straight, that's okay. Well, yeah, so, how so how they, long ago did I make this? This is from a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago. A couple ago. Of years oh, okay. ago. I will say the the internet's been pretty quiet on one five recently. Um, so I, you've had a too good too long, and so they're going I've for your parents. Yes, all right. They're going they for my appearance. Yeah, they oh, said my parents or my appearance. Your, your, oh, okay. They don't know who your parents are. They're going after your appearance. Okay. Um, they said I, I don't know how. I guess someone nah, knows I'm a shock face for radio. Yes, yeah, face for they radio. That's Steve great. Trevelisse. Nose comedy. No, oh, nose comedy. But it's not nose like K-N-O-W-S. It's (laughs) nose like N-O-S-E. Okay, that's very good. That's very good. What else we got? Um, Let's see. Um, (laughs) They'd say they think you should stay out of politics. Stay out of politics. And and this one's pretty brutal. They said that Steve Trevelisse is a disease to the people of New Jersey. But I think you're the good kind. A disease to the people of New Jersey. Okay. Uh, what, was the, what was the one with the meatballs? Oh, they said... That, oh, I'm, I've been struggling to look for that one. Okay. Um, they said that Steve Trevelisse should stick to talking about meatballs, meatballs and being Italian. Okay. And that uh, he looks like the kind of guy that would wear some skinny jeans. And that not, that's like not me. That was from somebody else you said earlier. I I gotta, I gotta find out. Oh no, no, don't, don't make it up as you go along. Just I'm, read what's really there. It's, there's multiple Reddit threads. That's it's okay. Hard to that's find okay. Comments, well, man. hold on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go back to the other one before we started ad libbing. All right. I'm going to talk about. I'm not going to talk about politics next hour. We're going to talk about meatballs. Oh, here it is. He should stick to talking about meatballs and non-controversial topics. 
Coming up, a meatball, a non-controversial topic. Bill Spadia, I love New Jersey. And what I'm asking you is to stick with me. And we're going to take the state back. Weekday mornings on New Jersey 101.5. Are you digging in with me? And NJ1015.com. When that moon gets a big and bright, it's a supernatural delight. Every border was dancing in the moonlight. Yes, they were. Ah, one 800 is the number, Steve Trevelis. You and me till 11 o'clock tonight. Now, uh, all right, I should stick to talking meatballs. So what are you going to do? We're going to talk meatballs. And who better to talk meatballs with than uh, Mark Pika, is a man who uh, lives in Thomas River, grew up in Jersey City, and decided to make it his personal mission to go on a meatball binge. And he joins me now. Mark, how you doing? Steve, Steve, how are you, pal? How are you? I'm doing good, man. You know, I would have grabbed the phone, but I was uh, in a bit of an emergency. It's been uh, when you sit here for as long as I do, and you get the chance to to go to the you know to the you know where you got to take it. <laughs> uh, so, so, man, so now tell me your story. Now, all right, you're a Jersey City guy, and uh, you decided that uh, you were going to go in search of the perfect meatball. Well, I, did, I do reviews for, for the middle of, I've been doing it for about five years now right. on restaurants. Uh-huh. And this summer, I said, you know what, let me do something different during the summer. Right. You know, and I said, I'm going on a meatball bench. And, okay. uh, you know, I had probably uh, close to 35, 40 places throughout the state and out of the state. But we're going to talk about the ones in Jersey. Yeah. And I tell you what, it was very interesting. I found some really, really good meatballs. I mean, people take a lot of pride in their, you know, oh, in their meat. You judge a man by his meatball, right? And a lot of guys won't eat anybody. I know a guy won't eat anybody else's meatballs but his mother. And then his mother died, and he would go to the ant. And then the ant died. I don't know what the hell he's doing now. Steve, it's, it's shocking that so many people say that. Oh, I don't need anybody, anybody else's meatballs. Yeah. How do you know if they're good? they got to try. And, and, and it's so, the, the, the meatball is, is so telling, right? Because there's just, you tell by the ingredients of what's in there. Now, now for you, Mark Pico, what makes a good meatball? It's, it's got to be crispy. Right. It's got to be moist. Right. And it's got to be seasoned, seasoned properly. And I'll tell you, once you bite into that meatball, you know right away if it's a good meatball or not. That's just my opinion. Please don't take it the wrong way. I'm not really a food critic. I just love food. That's what a food critic is. Well, yeah, but I, you know, anything I do, I always keep it positive. I get it. I get it. I'm not going to put it up there, you know. All right. So now you have come up with your list of uh, the the top ten meatballs. Uh, that you have found in your journey. Now, we're going to stick with the Jersey ones. All right, and you put them in order. Yeah, without, without a doubt. You want to start with the number one, or you want to go from, you know, well, let's go. I tell you what. Let's go. I tell you what. Let's say. Uh, let's say if we go, uh, we'll, we'll start from. I, I, you know, rather than go like, uh, I don't want to make anybody feel bad here. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's just go random. I'll just I'll just call it out, and you tell me what's great about the meatball. How, how about this? I'll tell you a story first, okay? okay. Because it's very hard. Uh, I found it hard to determine, like. You know, you always say, oh, I could tell a fried meatball from a baked meatball. Right. And there were a lot of baked meatballs that I thought were fried. And there's a guy in John in Colstead, New Jersey. Right. Pizza Amore is right. the name of the place. Okay. And he enlightened me on his trick to baking a meatball and making it taste fried. And the trick is 
is you bake it in the oven at 600 degrees, and the meatball actually cooks itself in its own juices. That's almost like boiling. Oh, it seals it. Yeah, pretty much. And when he's done with that, when he was done with that meatball, I tasted it, and I, I would have swore it was fried, but it wow. was a baked meatball. See, I, I love them when they're half-cooked. I love them when they're raw on the inside <laughs> and they're outside. I just before it about to go into the gravy, when you steal and you get hit with the wooden spoon, that's when you know you got a good, that's the best time for me to get the meatball. Now, do you have your own meatball recipe, Mark, or do you just rely on the outside world? Steve, this is how I get started in this. I don't cook. You don't cook. Smart man. <laughs> I have people that do that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, I don't cook. I mean, I've, I've toyed around with it a little bit. You know, once somebody told me, one person, I got to tell you a quick story. One person told me that the, the best way to make a, a good meatball is you take Italian seasoned croutons. Right. Okay. And dip them and soak them in milk and put them in with the three meats. And you fry, you know, the garlic and all and everything else in the eggs. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, the trick to his meatball was the was the uh, the Italian seasoned croutons in milk. I like that. What I what I do, I would take the. Uh, I, I like to use all beef. I like to use the the ground round. And then you put um, you put that. You put some breadcrumbs. You put some uh, Parmesan Romano cheese, uh, oregano, parsley, garlic, salt, a couple of eggs. And uh, and I said breadcrumbs already, right? And then uh, with your hands, you mix it all together, and you season it. So I, I eat it raw, so you season it to taste, and then you know you got the right taste. And then you, you I would fry it, and then again I get that seal, and then you get that you know that soft that soft moist inside. I'm gonna throw you some. I'm gonna throw you some names here. All right, now you tell me what you loved, what you liked. But this is from your your top ten list. All right, okay. Grandma's Meatballs in Manasquan. Oh, my God. You hit the nail on the head. That's my favorite. Okay. Top of the list by far. Okay. They make two meatballs. The, the one that I preferred was obviously the Sicilian. I'm not a novel okay. but the Sicilian meatball, Steve, the Sicilian meatball is off the charts. It's, it's, baked, it's a baked meatball. It's three meats. That the key to their success in the Sicilian meatball, and a lot of people know this, some people don't. Right. Okay, but it's made with, believe it or not, pignoli beans, uh, pignoli nuts, and raisins. In the meatball. And it gives it like a sweet taste. Don't take it the wrong way. You're not going to bite into a meatball and see a raisin. Right. It's, you know, it's <laughs> they use the white raisin, some people, right? It's just, uh, it just gives it that taste that just, you know, it's outstanding. It really is. All right, all right. Without a doubt, Manasquan, yep. Ristorante de Benito in Union. Oh, another good stop. Yeah, you got uh, you got uh, Donnie and, and Benny over there, the owners. They're great people, father and son team. Right. And uh, their key to success is now they only make their meatballs on Thursday nights. Okay, why? Because their meatballs, ground meat, only filet mignon. Wow. Yeah, picture that. How good do you think oh. that meatball? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mama Rao's Kitchen in East Hanover. Yeah, Mama Rao's. Mama Rao's. Oh, Mama Rao's. I'm sorry. Yeah, Sal. He does a nice job. You know, makes them by himself out in the back, in the back of the kitchen there. I think Chow's meatballs, they're, they're all beef, and he bakes them as well. All but right. it's very, very good. Very good. He makes a nice one special to that as well. Ooh, Butcher Block yeah. in Long Branch. 
Well, Butcher Block is the Butcher Block. You know, everybody knows the Butcher Block. It's got a great name in the state of New Jersey. Very hard to get into. Fried meatball, Angus beef, you know, another product that's off the charts. Okay. It's not overwhelming. Asinini di Roma. Is that how you pronounce that? A friend of mine took me out to dinner one night, and, I, and he took me to a Italian restaurant in Hazlitt, and I said, Dad, we got to try it. You know, I got to try the meatballs. I'm on a binge. Right. I tried the meatball. It was excellent. I would have never known about this place. It was a small little uh, uh, Italian restaurant in Hazlitt. You know, my friend took me there. Excellent meatball. Very good meatball. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. Angelo's Ristorante in Lyndhurst. Angelo's. Yeah. Tiny little meatball, but very tasty. Mm, you know, okay. very tasty. Fry. He fries them as well. He does fry. While we're talking about Angelo's, I don't know if you've been there or not. Some people have. The people that haven't, if you want a nice Marigot, the best on the planet. The best on the planet, Steve, the Marigot he makes there. Unbelievable. All right. right now, uh, this is Mark Pika, and it's Pika's Picks, and you got a Facebook page, right? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Pika's Picks. And yep. that's where you go find this. Yep. Yep, yep, that's it. All my meatballs and all my the restaurants, everything's on Pika's Picks. All right. I started out doing my own page, but I went to, you know, I, I created Pika's Picks and hopefully to promote that now and moving forward, we'll see what happens. Yeah, people love it. I'm looking at the comments, man. People, a lot of people rely on you. I got Lou hanging out. He's going to come on after uh, after the traffic to talk about how great you are with the picks. I mean, you're accurate. <laughs> oh, God. Very good. All right. You know, there. Got. Can I mention one more? Go ahead. If you got no, if we're short for time, just let me know, Steve. I got, I got to hit traffic in 30 seconds. There's a place in Tom's River, Scala's. Scala's Italian Deli. Anthony and his 86-year-old mother, she makes them by hand every day. She goes in there. Oh. She makes the meatballs by hand. Another place that's baked, she uses the three meats. Oh, know? yeah? And they give, a, they, they give a percentage. 70% of the meat is pork, uh-huh. 20% is beef, and 10% is veal. And that's their key to success over at Scala's Italian Deli in uh, Fisher Boulevard on the Tom's River. You know, if they're hearing you, nobody's having turkey on Thursday. <laughs> we're all going to go for Pika's Picks, and we're having meet the ball for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Mark, thanks so much for coming on, man. Keep in touch. Certainly will, Steve. The captain says hello, by the way. You got to give the captain my best. <laughs> oh, give her, oh, wow, the captain, is she feeling better? <laughs> yes, she is. She is. Yeah. Take, take her, take her a meatball with a nice bottle. She'll love you forever. <laughs> I'll see you this weekend. I'm going over to catch a rising star. Uh, Uncle Vinny's, uh, Uncle, Flo- uh, Uncle Floyd's over there. Uh, oh, Uncle Floyd is there. Oh, yeah, I'll give him my best too. I'll drop by. All right, pal. Thanks for calling. Here's fast traffic. wants to light up your holiday, and you can win $1,000. Show us your home, tree, yard, anything that makes our Jersey holidays merry and bright. Share a picture of your dazzling lights on our app or on NJ1015.com. Get in to win $1,000. Thanks to our sponsor, Wawa. Grab your holiday gift cards at Wawa today. This holiday season, light it up. You could win $1,000. From New Jersey, 101.5. Steve Chabalese. All right, we got trivia on Wednesday night. Uh, we are going to be here Wednesday night on Thanksgiving. Gemini is going to be here. I'm going to be here. And uh, we have some comics in here. I think uh, I got to see who's going to show up. We know Gemini is going to be here. So as long as I got him, we're good to go. 
And, of course, there will be trivia. We'll be giving away tickets to um, the Million Dollar Quartet at the Bucks County Playhouse. I got restaurant gift certificates to Dina's Bistro that you're going to be in love with because they came in here last week with food that was phenomenal. And we got some comedy show tickets. We will, as they say, hook you up. You want to get hooked up with great meatballs, you go to Pika's Picks. And we just had Mark Pika on. And if you don't believe me, just ask Lou in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Sweet Lou, what's new? Hey, what's going on, Steve? How are you? I'm doing good, man. So uh, Mark's authentic. He's for real. Let me tell you something. Proud to call him my friend. He is such a straight shooter, genuine guy. And when he started, and we, we've gone out to dinner multiple times, and I always wait for, even though I'm out to dinner with him, right. I can't wait the next day to see his review of what he writes about the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm sitting there, I almost say to my wife after, I said, man, I said, look at that. His posts were, he's spot on when he tells you something the first thing you do, you start reading and you start getting hungry. And you're saying, man, I got to go there. I'm dying to get this meatball. And then all of a sudden we started telling him, you know, and you see his reviews on his Facebook. They're, yeah. they're not just, yeah, the no. good, the places. No, it, it's detailed. He tells you how it's cooked, what they prepare it in. And, and, and like I said, you start looking for a glass of wine and you want to go there. And uh, he's he's always spot on in any place that he tells you that you pull up. Um, it's, it's always spot on. The food is always good. The service, he, he comments about everything. And, uh, it's just, when you sort of take it off and everybody that sees it, it, he he definitely helps. Another thing he's great at is that when he does that, he helps a lot of small businesses, which, you know, they all need that right now. Oh, absolutely. You know, and that's why I do this, you know, like ever since the pandemic and even before, you know, it's so hard in this state, Lou, to, to do when it's still, I've had four businesses. It's so hard to start up a business and uh, with, with the barrel, you know, the hoops the state makes you jump through, the money that you have to pay. And then with all the pandemic closing these places down. So any of them that, you know, that are up and running and any help we could give them, we want to do and when you get a guy like mark and he, you know he says like i'm not a food critic well, what's a food critic a guy who goes out samples food tells you what he thinks what's the difference but he, he he's not kidding I, I don't think he's ever cooked a meal in his life he's got a beautiful house down the shore yeah uh, uh, that's uh, why and, and and the funny thing is i think his girl i don't think she cooks either she, they they both just enjoy uh, going out and uh -huh. do like I said. If you if you see his if he posts something about a place, right? I'm telling you, you go try it, and you're going to say, "Man, he was spot on." And and. And it, it always is. So I just wanted to chime in that. Uh, no, I appreciate that. You know, it's funny. Uh, you say, like, you know, he doesn't cook. Maybe that's an advantage. Because a lot of times, like, people who are good cooks, they get a lot more critical of other people who cook. That's true, too. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, it's like an ego thing. Like, oh, this isn't, it's not mine, but it's all right, you know, <laughs> as opposed to, you know, say, you know, are you Italian, Lou? I'm 100%. And it's, uh, right. it's funny because he... Was that your grandmother, Lou? It's not mine. But it's <laughs> exactly. You know, he brought up Uncle Floyd. We we went to see him Saturday night. We were... And who was, who's the guy from 101.5? He was the opening act. Eric Potts. Oh, yeah. He was he was hysterical. He, yeah. was, he was funny as hell, too. Floyd, you know, I, I love Eric. I love Floyd. The thing about... Dennis Malloy had the best line about Uncle Floyd. You ever see The Wrestler? Oh, sure. With Mickey Rourke. If they ever made oh, yeah. that movie and called it Comedian, it would be the Uncle Floyd story. 
Right? That's Uncle Floyd. You know, uh, I love that guy. Hello, man. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Keep in touch. We'll be talking meatballs more. All right. Hey, have a happy Thanksgiving. You too, my friend. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. Boy, now I want meatballs. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We got to get meatballs in here. Yeah, we do. We have to figure out a way. Uh, we will do that. I'll, I'll contemplate doing the commercials. <laughs> it's 1030. Now, the latest New Jersey... They're brought to you by Forge Jewelers since 1971. Barry Berman of Forge Jewelers has offered customers one of the largest quality jewelry, watch, and gift collections in the area, all under one roof. If you haven't seen this store, you should. For more information, visit ForgeJewelers.com. Steve Trevelis. Trevia Wednesday night. We will have prizes. We will be on the air. Then the music comes out. I don't know when the, does the music come out to play Thursday morning. Does it come out to play at eleven o'clock when I go home? And the music's coming out to play <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It'll be there. It'll be there. And don't worry, it'll be there. Uh, it'll be the regular. Will it be the regular music? Or will it be the Christmas music? That's a good question. I don't know. I will. I will. When, I will is, find out that answer for you. Yeah. I will seek out. But in the meantime. I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for Headlines and Trev Lines. I read the news today, oh boy. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. There's Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on out here? Good question. Ryan Bissell, what the hell's going on out here? All right, so first and foremost, we got President Biden is pardoning two turkeys this year with very unrelated uh, Thanksgiving names, Chocolate and Chip. Chocolate and Chip are getting pardoned? Yes, uh, pardoned, pardoned, pardoned. Chocolate and Chip. See, in New Jersey, there would be sausage and peppers. <laughs> sausage and peppers. Sausage and peppers are getting pardoned. Macaroni and gravy. Oh, no one would pardon the sausage and peppers to get to the turkey. Yeah, they would never make it. It's no, the, the sausage and peppers would not stand a chance. Yeah. Next one we got here is Elon Musk. He's uh, take he's poking fun at people on his own platform now. Uh, CBS, uh, over the weekend, they tweeted that they were going to be taking a break from Twitter slash leaving the platform because of security concerns. And then less than 48 hours security later... Security concerns? Yeah, security concerns. What are they worried about? Like, are people, are, are people going to steal from them if they go on like, Twitter? What's going on? What's the problem? Um, How does security concerns factor into that? I guess security concerns because like Elon, Elon Musk isn't from the United States, so I guess they figure, you know... Where South South Africa is trying to get their information or something. You're posting information. Yeah. Who cares? Who sees exactly. It? Yeah. Uh, what am I missing? Here? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. All, all I know is that, like I said, CBS, less than 48 hours mm-hmm. after saying there was some sort of security thing. I guess it wasn't that, they're back big, on. that big of a deal that they're back. They're back um, on. Yeah. It's all BS. Uh, Sir Elon, or Sir Elon, if I just said Elon, Sir, Sir Elton John oh. bids North America do with his final Los Angeles concert at the Dodgers That is Stadium. the longest farewell tour ever. I think that started when he got his first record contract. That's, he still farewell the farewell Yellow Brick Road? Well, uh, I, it's... It, yeah, it's still the farewell Yellow Brick Road. And what comes up next, next, so. next year, the return of the farewell. I, you know what? I, I don't know. I mean, 
I I'm an I love Elton John. I think he's a great guy. He's a great human being. Uh, one of the heroes of rock and roll. Absolutely. He has helped so many people. You know, he put John helped put John Lennon's marriage back together. Saved Billy Joel. I mean, there's so many stories of Elton John and so much good that he has done. If that man wants to retire, and, and I think there should come a point, and nothing again. I'm gonna you know, uh, there's a point where you should leave on top. Yeah. El, he's 75 years old. And he said, now I want to go be with my family. Yeah. God bless. Enjoy. You left us some great music. You left us some great memories. And uh, you see him in a lot of commercials. Oh, I don't yeah. think he's gone. I, you know, and you know what? I bet you like guys like that, they'll just come back and every now and then, you know, do a video. I saw an old Tonight Show footage mm-hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago where they had Frank Sinatra on the Johnny Carson show. And it was from 1976. And I've talked about this before. But Sinatra tells Johnny Carson, he said, you know, he retired in 74 at the age of 59. Or, and they begged him to come back. So they said, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to tour. I don't want to play the clubs. And they said, well, can't you just like, do an album once in a while so we hear <laughs> from you? I could see Elton John. You know, every now and then. Yeah. I don't think he's going to, like, you know, disappear. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know how often you listen to the pop state, the sister station here, uh, 94.5, um, which you used to be on. What? Yes. <laughs> many, many. When Elton John was big. When Elton John was new. I was there, yeah. Yeah. Not bad new. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they there's actually a couple of songs with Elton John on it. Um, Cold Heart with... Uh, do, don't quote me on this because I might be wrong. I, I get the names mixed up with Dua Lipa, uh-huh. and then um, yeah. they, he did a cover of a song, I think, with Britney Spears. I, he's I could done be wrong. so Eminem. He's done so many covers, and I think, like I said, he's just. How do you, he's probably the most popular man in rock and roll. How do you oh, not absolutely. like him? Yeah, and, and every generation, there are guys like Neil Young, you know, Johnny Cash, who. Just like Johnny Cash was, they they were doing a special on him, and they were talking about you know Monday night we're playing the Grand Old Opry, Tuesday night we're in a grunge club, and he's working on both, and 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 he's working with both crowds. He's working; they love him. Neil Young was like that, you know. Neil Grunge loved Neil Young, and classic rockers loved Neil Young, and Elton John transcends that every generation from he started with 69 70 right and from all the way up until now every generation loves elton john yeah it's you know the farewell but not for long yeah farewell but not for long because people are going to want to see him back um and if he's anything like the you know the dead i mean it's going to be farewell forever and ever and ever well that's a different thing because the thing about the dead like they had their era and the dead is more handed down the one thing about... Wait, it's not the same members? Right. <laughs> no. It's uh, not? Well, some of them are, and most of them are dead. I mean, uh, but I mean, the dead is something that was handed down from the generations. I had no idea. Like in the 60s and the 70s, you know, with the Grateful Dead, Jerry Garcia, Bob Weir. But the, uh, like Elton John, like you said, PSD is still playing his music. He's still relevant. He's still yeah. making new records, even though he's doing it with younger, well, with younger artists. And they want to sing with him. He did the the thing from The Lion King, Can You Feel the Love? Oh, yeah. In the 90s. And, and even then, it's like, now he does Disney. I mean, he just... <laughs> Bruce Springsteen once said, I think on a 60 Minutes interview, that you got to stay relevant. And that's why Bruce is talking to Howard Stern, and Bruce is showing up here, and Bruce is showing there. He's got an album to promote. When Bruce has an album to promote, he shows up. And God bless him. Elton John is the same way. He, he stays relevant. 
You got to do what you got to do to stay relevant. And for me to stay relevant and get paid, I got to do this. Heading out tonight. Five, Steve Trevelyse. Ryan Bissell. Headlines and Trevelyse. You know this song, right? The, uh, Panama? Uh-huh. Van Halen? So Vice President. Camilla. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. So speaking of presidency. Speaking uh, of the presidency. Earlier in the week slash last week, Donald Trump announced he's running for president. Also joining the presidential race is uh, one of... Trump's former supporters, maybe still is a supporter, Kanye West. Kanye West is running for president. Yes, he's joining. He's running for president in, of 2024. The things we do to sell those sneakers. <laughs> the, yep, he's got. They, right, they discontinued the sneakers. Right, you know, he's got to yeah. sell the sneakers. Well, someone else has got to pick up on that brand deal. You know, it's some okay. pretty cool shoes. Are they? Um, My son's collecting those shoes. He uh, collects shoes, and he's into that. Well, what's funny is um, he, for a while, you know, Kanye West was talking big talk. You know, I could say whatever I want to, and you know, Adidas isn't going to drop it, me. And, and he realized and they can't sell my sneakers and all this stuff. And then Adidas dropped him, and they're going to sell his sneakers anyway. Yeah, they're going to sell his sneakers with his design and everything. Except with their branding and none of the, the really? Kanye West branding. So all that smack talk he did, all that I'm invincible, they can't do anything well, without so me. So much for that, huh? Yeah, now they got him. Okay. Um, so, and he's running for president. Yeah, because clearly... So if know, he wins, he'll be banning Because clearly he's a winner. Yeah. Let me see who gets the last laugh. Okay. Uh, next, we got uh, a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, which is one of my favorite... Um, holiday the original, notes. like from the sixties, or did they redo it? Uh, the original, seventies uh, actually. Seventies. Uh, the original from the seventies um, is not aired anymore because Apple TV in twenty twenty bought the rights to all three of the major. Like, they just aired ones. a Charlie Brown. I saw a movie last night on Charlie Brown. I think on Me TV. A boy named Charlie Brown. Oh, is that like a new thing? No, nineteen sixty nine. Oh, wow. It was called, it was a two-hour movie, A Boy Named Charlie Brown. Is that oh, like so that? Apple TV bought, so they're all going to put it on Apple TV? Yeah, so it's only on Apple TV. Um, and people are going to run out and subscribe to Apple TV to get Charlie Brown? I guess you might have to. I mean, it's it's available. Yeah, it says it's it's only on Apple TV here. Um, I suppose you could probably you could probably find it online, but we didn't say that. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't hear it. Yeah, hold um, on, I'll dump it. So, 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 so now, see the thing is that the thing, in my opinion, the thing about that is this. Yeah, is Charlie Brown relevant? I mean, like, how old are you? Twenty, twenty-four, right? Twenty-four, yeah. All right. How much exposure do you have to Charlie Brown? How much of a factor is Charlie Brown played in your life? So I when I. I would say I grew up at the very tail end of like when VHS was still being used in schools. So like mm. we still had tapes and stuff and you know the TV cart would come in with like you know the big hulking thing strapped down to the metal. And they had Charlie Brown on there? Yeah, yeah. We'd watch it for each season. You know the Great Pumpkin, Thanksgiving, But Christmas. they were all made in the 70s. Yeah. And that, so basically Charlie Brown hasn't been, I mean Charlie Brown in the 70s was a cartoon in the Sunday paper, which was out every week. Charlie Brown, every those specials came out because they were new back then. If I'm not mistaken, there may have even been a Charlie Brown Saturday morning cartoon. But kids in that era grew up with Charlie Brown. Uh, kids in this era, the only exposure they got to Charlie Brown is when grandma and grandpa said, <laughs> come here, come here, you got to see it, it's Charlie Brown. Look, look, it's Charlie Brown. 
Right. <laughs> so uh, are, are people going to say, I better go. Now, Grandma and Grandpa, I just did, I just did an hour on how much less money we have to spend <laughs> this holiday season. Is Apple TV, am I going to want to spend the, the announced Apple's going up to $7, right? It, wa- so. it went up uh, to like six ninety eight a month or something like that. So is that going to, is Charlie Brown going to be the drawing card? To, to, to get me to Apple TV, so, you know, to show the kids. Uh, well, my kids are 16 now. They could care less. You'd have to be peanuts to do that. Ah, I knew if I waited long enough, I'd set that joke up for you, Ryan. And on that note, just remember one thing. This has been the Steve Travelly Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.